Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is February 26th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan! I'm, uh, I'm hanging in there. A little tired. A little... a little tired? Yeah. All right. A little something. Friday, Junior. You're on your, you know, it's the end of the month. Next time we're talking, it'll be, we'll have a... Maybe March 1st. Belated. I think it March, is March 1st. It is. It is March 1st. I, yes, I'm aware. So yeah, little Friday junior evening recap here. I had three screens going at once today. We had live LPGA on live streaming, uh, Puerto Rico Open, PGA Tour Live. It was great. It was, you know, we are hitting the swamp swing or the spring swing as the more formal name. You could tell we we're almost at March. When these course descriptions, you know how they do the course profile, like architect, uh, mm -hmm. grass types. They now, <laughs> I noticed a few today said how many holes water comes into play on. Ooh. And you can tell that is a sure, when those start becoming entry points on the break, the course primer breakdown screen, you are in the, uh, the swamp spring swing. <laughs> this uh, concession, concession's got to be at least, at least. 12 holes have water. Gamebridge was nine where they're playing Lake Nona, Orlando. So, you know, this is the Florida, the swamp's time to shine. So Puerto Rico has water everywhere. I saw Davis oh, Riley. Cocoa Beach. <laughs> you know, it's in yeah. the name. It's supposed to have water everywhere. Davis Riley hooked one so hard that he crossed the hazard to like this strip of grass between like the properties and the lake today and uh, it was like had to be like eight or nine it was like that's just that's just found money right when you you hit one so bad that it goes over the hazard and lands in like some unmaintained like you know some guy goes out there on his own little riding lawnmower and cuts it and it's not yet ob because it doesn't hit the property line but yeah there's just water everywhere this is this is the swamp swing hey um, you you watched a bunch of golf i i full disclosure i, I watched watch no that. i was in I, and out i watched zero golf today um, okay. So I'm not going to be much of a, a positive here, but which, what 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 golf did you enjoy the most? I was I don't I, I think Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico Open. It was blowing. These guys are getting pissed off. Robert Garrigus is in the lead for God's sakes. Um, it's just like I woke up. It was when I, I had most attention. I had kids in the afternoon, and we we didn't have a septic tank problem, but we had a. A, a pipe burst oh uh like in between the floors the first second floor so like Whew. had had contractors here our whole ceiling was opened up repaired pipes got it done in a day but it was just like i didn't have a lot of room to watch the afternoon but i loved puerto rico it was blowing it was fantastic to watch um uh, fantastic too strong a word too strong general came out hot i 
anybody that's mad that I didn't watch golf, my golf week doesn't start till the dump of the box starts. We should remind people you have until noon Eastern, I believe. Noon Eastern to enter a Colgard Classic, aka the Stool Pool, which Will Knights helped put together. We had reader suggestions for category names. There's Low Wine, Low Lumberman. You know, Willie Wood, I guess, is not getting much love. It's all Scott for Plank <laughs> and Woody Austin. Uh, second greatest of a generation. Ernie Els is getting boat raced by Phil. You'll be distraught to hear. Everybody loves Phil, uh, which I think is, if you're actually picking the event, it's probably a good lean. Phil Mickelson to shoot a little lower than Ernie. Uh, well, you know, did... if you want to win the pool, you might want to differentiate. Well, go I with know. Ernie. Are we giving away proprietary info for people yeah, we who are. still enter? People I might know. complain. Stack uh, of the yeah, deck if... against people that have already, already submitted. Low wine label. Maybe one person's picked David Frost. He's getting <laughs> smoked by Goose and Ernie. <laughs> David Frost, I mean... Does he get out of the cart? What does he do? Is he just riding around? I, I didn't even know he was still out there. Um, so <laughs> he might have played Colonial. Did he play Colonial last year as a past champion? I, I think he, he, he did. On the he main, definitely did because that's when we the you did the, when he did a little flashlight on him, a pen light on him. Anyways, so getting that Colgard Classic, the stool pool closes at noon Eastern when they get it going out at uh, Tucson Omni National. Anyways, oh, where do man, you start? Bob, Bob Allenby bringing up the rear down in PR. No, really? Yeah, shot well, 81. He struggles on the island life. He might have been out the wine bar getting mugged by the sidewalk. Who knows? Maybe he he might get like a... He might have PTSD on any time he's on an island. <laughs> Smiley shot eight over. He's 80. I'm not going to bag on Smiley, but I got a great story from uh, inside the... Carlos Franco, 79. What's going on? Maybe he can't survive without his yerba mate. What's going on? He's, <laughs> he's like 60 years old. What do you mean? What's going we, on? We said that he could be. He could show that he, he, he can survive without his yerba mate caddy <laughs> to Roger Sloan, but maybe he can. I guess Smiley, Smiley's group was put on the clock. Uh, like, and he just told the guy, somebody heard over her, he goes, if you're going to keep timing me, just time, time how long it takes me to get to the pool bar after the round, <laughs> which, you know, on his way to an 80, I appreciate Smiley's perspective there. I think he was headed straight for the pool bar at Cocoa Beach. Um, all right, let's go to Man, work you day. look at the bottom of this leaderboard and you're just kind of shocked when you see the names of Bob Allenby, you know, he's slow He's slocum. Brendan Young, Dickie Pride, Mark Hensby. I mean, what a shock that these guys didn't play well. Jonathan <laughs> Kay, George McNeil, Chris Couch, Frank Licklider. Like, Licklider the second. Who's Licklider the first? When did he start going by Licklider the second? Why is he junior? Who goes, what, what deems a second versus junior? That's a good question. Like, are you mad at your dad if you go by the second? That's you know, a good question. Hasn't he been around forever? I thought he was just always Frank Lick later. When did he at the second? It's like Man, Steve already, Smith having a kid. He becomes Steve Smith Senior on his nameplate on his jersey. When did that? When did that change? Um, oh man, it's like Tommy. Uh, Who's the shirtless shaper? What's the guy's name? Tommy. Tommy Fazio. Fazio. He's, he's like not a direct descendant, so he goes by. 
Two. What is it, Tom Jr.? Tommy too. So maybe Frank is like a, a nephew of Frank one. Um, all right, we've already been down that road. So Tommy Ganey, the Solicitor General, you won't hear much about him, you know, and his exploits and his, you know, all the adversity, I suppose you could say, he's overcome in the last 18 months to a year. But he's leading down at Cocoa Beach. Uh, he won at Abaco or Eczema, one of those, last year. So he's one who maybe does like the island life. Maybe I, there's the, definitely a joke there that... Extradition? Yeah. Or, something, you know. or, you know, he likes going down to those Caribbean <laughs> islands and... Might not have what? to worry. Might not have to worry about uh, about undercover yeah. sting ops down there. Robert Garrigus as well, six under sixty six. Good to see him get back in the mix. So uh, a good, good strong leaderboard. I honestly, I swear to God, it was fun to watch. It was blowing, and you know it's not like they're still not taking it deep, but it's good AM golf before the before the workday. You know, money grab. Man, Rafi, remember a couple of years ago when Rafael Campos, he played well at PR, and then he went on this, like, run. He he yeah. played well at Houston, I remember. He played well at another place. He was, like, a t I think he top 10 in three straight events. Right. That, Ellis, sounds, that sounds right. Maybe he's that on his way right. to another one. He's six under here. He's second yeah. place. Hey, while we're continuing to neglect the WGC with all the top players in the world, this is from the fringe, and then I heard the, I saw the ad later myself from the fringe on Twitter. This is the ad for the Puerto Rico Open. The quote: "The PR Open is quote a launching pad for careers." You can't make this up. From the fringe is what it's. It's literally the, it's a nail in the coffin for careers. The Puerto Rico Open. It's it's a curse. It's the opposite of a launching pad. Like you can't just say. Can't make things up. Maybe if you're Peppy Peter and you get a nice little top ten or something like that, it, it's the launching pad. But it, it's it's most notorious for being a curse, not a uh, a launching pad. I can't believe that's that's the actual hook for promoting the event. So I would neglect that. That, that a launching kind of a launching pad to a, a frustrating career of top tens. Right. Exactly. Okay. Let's get to the concession. Um, Matthew Wolf shot an 83 WD. That's the breaking news. Or I don't know if it's breaking. It's the recent news as we record. Did you see Garrett Morrison's tweet? What was it? The, 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 the concession, the concession at, the at the WGC. We got a lot of got, submissions. Got about, <laughs> you like that. We got a lot of submissions about why the concessions in the name. A lot of, a lot of sources, PGA folks saying, you know, Forked over a few uh, seven figure seven figures for the private club to be a, a shiny up in lights in the title. So, um, what's the end game? But, what's the end game there? If you spend a truckload of money, like what? It, it's a it's a club, it's a, a private, private club. club. So let's just know. say let's just think about the economics of it. Like, do you They're think not, are they trying to recruit members that are these schmucks that are just? I mean, everyday Joe's watching on TV. I don't think they are. It's a lot of members you need too. It's not like, it's not like you're going to make it up with five memberships. We're talking like you need like, yeah, good yeah. chunk of memberships. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to do the do the math, but yeah. or yeah. are you are you raising your initiation? Is that what you're trying to do? I don't know. That's it's or or do you just have too much money that you can you have too much money that you can't spend it 
in enough ways. That well, might I mean, be this it. is their one shot. They swooped in when, you know, Mexico was on the mat. They took it. So, um, Webb Simpson, Matt Fitzpatrick lead it. Uh, Brooks Kepka, Billy Horschel, the face of the PGA Tour. The voice of the PGA Tour is right there, as is Sergio. Shot a 67. Kevin Kisner, Kisner. tab. Yeah. And then you get into the B- Wade Ormsby. There was an Ormsby in coverage, and there's a Simsby. How did, how did Ormsby, Simsby get and in Ormsby. this? And I was all confused all day, because they were going to one, Trevor Simsby, and then Wade Ormsby. I never know who's who. Uh, he was second in like Australasia tour money or something. One, one of the top two order of merits. Well, there's that one Kennedy guy. Let me ask you a question. Brad Kennedy. He's Where's, like 46. How does Ormsby compare with Kotsia? I mean, again, maybe I'm just Kotsia biased. I don't even think they're the same class, right? I, I would agree with that. I, I think Orm- I mean, isn't Ormsby just always floundering for a card? Kutsi is a mainstay. The guy wins every year. No, it might be these lower levels. But he's got his security. He's not like flailing around for a card. Yeah, or, I mean, Ormsby's, I don't think it's the same class. Ormsby's 177 in the world ranking. He's an Aussie, yeah. But he played well. He was leading for much of the morning. The morning Kutsi is 82nd. There you go. Yeah, I, I don't think it's the same kind of class of player, if you ask me. But I'm very biased to George. That's George how we player. measure every every <laughs> international player. How do they compare to Kosia? Uh Other notables, uh, John Rahm. Did you see what he came out against screen reading books? I don't know if that was a recent quote. What? I'd never seen it before. He goes, I've never been asked about this, but i got to be honest. These are absolutely, uh, reading greens is a skill and a talent. And there's no way that these should be legal or that we should have these. I think it was Golf I Monkey. I completely agree. Book. Yeah. I thought that was Golf interesting. Golf Monkey? Rob? Golf Monthly. Uh-huh. Monthly. I said Golf Monkey. I've never spoken of this. I have to be honest. I don't think they should be allowed. That's my opinion. I think being able to read a green, read a break, and understand the green is a talent. It's a skill that can be developed and but just giving you the information they're taking away from the game. You know, Rob is a pretty enlightened guy, in my opinion. I've seen this since really the pandemic hit. I, I've loved everything he has to say. He's like well, he's know, like the hipster you know Rory. Rory gets all the love for you know every quote, everything that comes out of his mouth for being so you know well considered, and he is all that. But Rob is Rob. I think is hipster Rory. He's got a lot of good stuff. I think I know what it is. What? It's all the maturing he's been doing. Temperament. Right. Right. <laughs> Uh, all right, what else you got from WGC after watching? You know, Ricky Tour Live, they were floundering without having Ricky in the field, I thought. I saw a few tweets about that. A lot of Gator content you missed today, not watching. They're big on the Gator. That and GameBridge, watching GameBridge tonight. It's like every idle moment, they go to Gator just sort of slowly slithering across the pond and things like that. Um, uh, the Wolf... Gave no reason. He made for WG. four birdies and shot eighty three. He did. He gave no reason for WD. He WD'd at Farmers when he blew up in the first round. There, he's he's kind of hot or cold like this, right? I mean, he got really hot when we got to the return to golf all caps last year, but like, you know, the year between his win in Minnesota and that was kind of, you know, pretty fallow, quiet. 
And now he seems to be going through it again. I don't know if it's an injury. I don't know if it's just a swing thing. He was really wild off the tee. A lot of penalties. You know, a lot of trouble off the tee here if you're real wild. And 83, WDs without a reason. So. It was really, it's really unfair to Brad Kennedy. And it's unfair to the, the, the point spread that we're anticipating. I know. I was kind of getting excited about that. Because we were already at. What, what are we at? We were at 15. 15. I mean, we we're gonna. We could have been pushing the Bowditch zone, you know. Uh, what do you so think it ends bad. at? What do you think the spread ends at? I mean, who are some of these people? I think I. I think sixteen. Who's Danny Van Tonder? Danny Van Tonder, South African. <clears throat> you ever heard of that Van Tonder? No, not in the Coetzee zone, if you ask me. Absolutely not. I I think we're going. I think it's Danny. I think it's that's how he spells Danny. I don't think Probably. it's Denny. It's D A N I E. Danny. Like B J B. They can't just. <laughs> it's gonna be. Um, I think we're going towards like a 30, 33 spread. What do you think? It'd be great if we got to forty. Yeah. I, I don't think that's possible, though. Brad Kennedy might come through on that. Um, <laughs> Brad, like, how is Brad Kennedy in the field? I've never even f- fucking heard of him. He's like, I think he's an American in his mid forties, and finished in the Order of Merit on the Asian tour. I think it was Asian tour. <laughs> it's just a, a ridiculous thing. <laughs> he's Australian. He's hundred fifty first in the world. He won. I mean, Ricky to his credit, in, they... I I don't want to I don't want to truck him. He won a national open last year. What did he win? New Zealand New Open. New Zealand. <laughs> All right. There you go. I like it. I I can get down with that. Um, what else we got? Do you? I think we're really overplaying the whole. They've never seen this course before. Every question is like, how do you do it? How do you get like? I mean, they're all really good golfers. I mean, they, you, know they what, the you know what? You know what? You know what? Hundreds of thousands of golfers do every single week. They play, <laughs> play a new golf. fucking golf course. <laughs> this is not something that's crazy. <laughs> they, not only that, these guys had three days to prepare for it. Oh, just every question. Like, it's a new course. How do you do it? What do you think? Where, where, where are you? really freaked out by that brooks he had a good response he goes i mean ricky elliott walked it i get a yardage book it's not too difficult i don't think anything of it it is what it is you got to look up on the t this is brookie brooks sorry he goes brookie he goes (laughs) you're thinking about danny still no i'm thinking about ricky he says ricky walked it ricky elliott walked it i get a yardage book it's not too difficult I don't think anything of it. It is what it is. You've got to look up on the tee. You know the, you know on 10, water's right. There's bunkers on the left. So you put it in the fairway. I mean, that's all it is. Oh, Just what the a great dramatic response. questions. I get a yardage book. Hey, I have to apologize to Brad Kennedy. <laughs> okay. He won the player series in Victoria. The, that oh, co-ed event. Thing? Yeah. Yeah. I have okay. to apologize because that's a that's, big apology. Yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a big win. It's probably my favorite event of the year, and you know, the second I started to think about the name, I, I remembered it. Okay, yeah, Oakview was you know 
pray extolled the virtues of that event on your podcast recently. Talking he about made, the mix of young kids and then the pro. Came yeah, in. he made a birdie in the last hole to win. Yeah. So and he's going to be the NFL this week. Uh, officially issued an apology to Brad Kennedy. All right. I can appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, there's just a lot of overplaying that these guys have never seen the course going on. Uh, lastly, they didn't really play up the Brooks and DJ stuff, which I would have loved. You're an entertainment product. These guys clearly, clearly hate each other, or I should say at least Brooks really hates DJ. DJ just might not even know what's going on around him or care. Um, and something happened. Something went down with them end of 2019, Q4. Like, something happened. Brooks doesn't seem to want to allude to it at all, but alludes to not liking DJ quite often by taking shots at him. If you are the tour, you play this up. These are your two, two big bash bashers. Two winners. If this is football, if it's the NBA, and you got like a bad blood between two players, like that is the entire framing and narrative. Like of Damian Lillard and Russ Westbrook. Yes. What? Yes. I mean, that's that's the brain. This this brings the interest. But here it's just like they don't even talk about it. They don't even write it. Like that's entirely how you should frame and broadcast the that whole game, that whole tea time. And they don't ask him about it. What was it like playing with Brooks? What did you, or what was it like playing with DJ? What did you think? Like, were you pissed off? Were you thinking about that? Where's your relationship with him? Like, you push it and push it and talk about it. And they just don't. They never bring it up. I mean, I, it, you don't want to overdo it, but I, I just think that is, if you want to be an entertainment product, these guys, it's not making anything up. These guys, in fact, do not like each other. And this was the first time they played together in a while, especially since. You know, he took that shot at him at the PGA. I just, I think you got to really frame it that way. Uh, last question for you. When we do a spotlight 15, 20 years from now, maybe, on like Justin Thomas, R- Rory, DJ, are we going to talk about the WGCs in some sort of like special category? Because right know. now, we don't respect them very much. And like, if you were to do a, if we were to do a spotlight at the end of this year, we'd give a lot more credit and praise to winning the Genesis, right? LA Open, a lot more than winning the WGC Memphis. Yeah, but attack. but when we when we but look when we back, looked, yeah, I'm that's the problem like, with these events. Yeah. I think that's like it's actually like a huge problem. Is like one of the problems with the PGA Tour is that there's no distinction when we look back on it, and we remember like, hey, the LA Open is on this run, but it's just, you know, and it's every year it's got awesome fields. Right. But we don't know that there's no way to truer test of skill that day, that week. I just, because when we do these, we do these spotlights, you're relying on like categorizations, right? And some sort of like, we weren't there or we were five years old. I just wonder that like, I don't know. Maybe they are building this library of things that will be looked at favorably down the line. Like, oh, he won four WGCs. That counts for something. As opposed to, you know, in the year, in the moment, Max Homa's win at Riviera, I think we would give more credit to than, Max than any Homa. <laughs> so, anyways, just an interesting thing to think about as we watch it. They might be buying off sort of history or, I don't know, credibility down the line with just arbitrary labels and cash so um all right i think that's it at gamebridge other results lydia ko great early leaderboard kicks yeah. ass seven under member at lake nona 
uh, was. I really hope she solid. wins. We Island. need her back in the winner's circle. Yeah, that would be amazing. So she shot a sixty-five. Annika shot a seventy-five. It was the entire story. Every I was. They followed Annika from. Yeah, the whole deal. She was. She sucked up the whole all the print and oxygen. Uh, she had a triple on one par four and shot three over. Not like the worst score, nearly at all. I think Yanni Sun is DFL. She's somewhere seventy something. Yeah. Uh, out of 120 players. So um, that's it. That's your game bridge. Let's do a ad read for Precision Pro. Hey. You know, we're almost at daylight savings time. Golf season approaches. It got to 61 here yesterday. Fake winner. I had my pre... No, it's real winner. The reward is in... I saw a lot of people in the New York area were tweeting about this. All you people living in California, nice weather, will never know the reward of when you just peak. You get that one peak above 50. 50, that first day. And then you get that first day at like 55 or 60. And just how great and happy it makes what you What are you worse. talking about? It's that just happens, another day for you down in the swamp. Like every day. That happens every week in D.C. in the winter. That's not you true. Had like, That's, you had like no, two, weeks, two weeks no, of cold. It's, not. it's like That's 45 not. all year. That's all winter true. long. <laughs> not true. I'm you had two you bad that. weeks and you act uh-uh. like this is, this is the whole point of the fake winter thing is that you guys are acting like you're, you're emerging from this awfulness when like just last week it was like I'm not 39 that. degrees. What, I'm 39 degrees is like balmy. It was real like that in Cleveland too. I heard it got up to 50. Like... It's just great. It builds character. I think you you can learn to appreciate that more as opposed to living down in the swamp like you do now. And you just you have no character when you just wake up to 85. I don't permanently live in the swamp. I'm getting out of the swamp. I know. I'm, I'm not in the swamp right now. Anyways, golf season approaches. I think we got daylight savings time next week maybe. So, let's start like thinking ahead. Lock up your, your Precision Pro with Shotgun 20. You immediately get $20 off your order. Uh, it is the best combination of uh, quality and value in the range finder, laser finder, whatever they are, market. Sorry, I don't know the technical terms. I've been using Yardage mine. gun. I don't know what, what the technical term is either. What I like about mine is that I feel like it's high-tech, reliable, but it doesn't have too many buttons. Like It doesn't overcomplicate it. Hey, let me tell you something. This is I an was, issue. I was walking around in some woods today, uh-huh. and I was just shooting things with the rangefinder. People were like, how far is that? Well, with a purpose, right? I mean, I Boom. assume you were thinking about what could be golf holes or something like that, right? I was just shooting just, them. How was it working? Good? Well, the great thing was the slope, because we were going, oh, up, oh. oh. You know, this is going to play this long. I like that. Pretty good. Pretty Slope's good. pretty I, fancy. And there's just a, a limited number of buttons. My issue with the video games my kids play now is like these controllers have 25 buttons on them. I just need A, B, select, start, you know, in the four directions. And you, nowadays, there's just your two... Do you kids play like sports games yet? No, not yet. They, they have like NBA, 2K, whatever. And it's you hard ever get on there and mop them up? No, I do a Mario Kart. I do a Mario Kart. I get in there and pull a little Nick Taylor on their ass, you know. <laughs> um, but no, that's the, the, the Precision Pro. Simple, good value, reliable, uh, 
reliable quality. You get battery replacements for life. You get top of the line customer service. We got a friend, Eric, you can call on the phone if you're having an issue. Uh, swing with confidence. Hit more greens with Precision Pro Golf. It's getting warm. More daylight hours. Uh, get prepped for golf season now with Shotgun 20, $20 off laser rangefinders. That's the term they use here in the uh, notes they gave me. So, all right. Thanks to them. You know, Let's do pre- <clears throat> go ahead. Every time I see the name Brittany Altabore, you know what I think of? What? The song That's Amore. You know, the, when yeah. it hits the sky. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I just can't get it. I'm just staring at her at her name here, and I just can't get it out, out of my head. Every time I see Thanks. it. Thanks. That's fantastic. Great. Good stuff. Appreciate it. Precision Pro, Flashback Friday. What do you know about Bill Glasson? Not much. I feel like I feel like we had Bill Glasson cards in a, in those pro cards. Oh, I bet. I'm sure. Well, he won the 1989 Doral Ryder Open. So it wasn't at the concession, but this this WGC I feel like is most identified. You know, it's been passed around like PGA Tour Live. You know, rights. Uh, but I feel like it most identifies with Doral. Is that accurate? Would that be fair? It was like, what, 07 to 16 at Doral was the WGC. And of course, there was a long-standing PGA Tour event that predated the WGC at Doral. Uh, and that I'd, say, in that, I'd say that's fair. Mexico was three years, bounced around a ton before that, before Doral. Uh, but the 1989 Doral Ryder Open, Bill Glasson is your winner. He grew up in Fresno. Moved to Oklahoma, got a scholarship at Oral Bob University. Uh, now Oral Bob, in... oh Oral Roberts, yeah. I love that. In Tulsa, yeah, Oral it's Bob. a it's a religious school. I can't remember what denomination. Do you say that. Oral Bob or Oral Bobs? I say Oral Bob. I've always said Oral Bob. How are you? They occasionally get in the tournament, pull off an upset, mix it up. Um, so Bill Glasson turned pro. I want to say 1984, won the 1989 Doral Ryder Open. Uh, it was the largest purse that year on tour, aside from the uh, largest purse for a full field event, aside from the $5 million Nabisco Championship, which is now more or less the, the FedEx Club Championship. Nabisco had $5 million purse. Doral Ryder Open at $1.3 million. And uh, he picked up, uh, when it, Glasson winning this, picked up the biggest winner's check in history. From a full field event at two hundred and thirty-four thousand dollars. Wow! So he beat Freddie Couples. Bill Glasson beat Freddie Couples by a shot, but he wasn't really facing down Couples. Couples was sort of a backdoor. The guy who was facing down was Mark Kalkovecchia. Cal and he was Calc was like the best player on tour this time. Just absolutely most top sad, tens since sad time on the tour. Nineteen eighty-seven. Uh, no, to this point, that's not meant to be a drive-by shooting of Mark Kalkovacchia. <laughs> I will get it. I got some good Kalkovacchia details. So Glasson wins. It's just a pillow fight. He bogeyed three on the back. Kalkovacchia made a double on eighteen. Just they both. The guy shot seventy-two and one, and he's all pissed off. This Glasson. He goes. He wins it. Biggest check in history on tour. He goes, I played very, very poorly. I was very dissatisfied with my performance. Winning's great, but it seems to be tarnished by the way I played. And these quotes would like follow him forever. I was reading like a John Garrity profile 10 years later that like sports writers thought he was just an asshole and a grump because he he had just won 
this Doral Ryder Open beat Freddie Couples and Mark Calcavecchia, and his whole thing was he was pissed off because, I mean, he didn't play great on the back nine coming in, but he was just like, it's all tarnished. I, I was very poorly. Um, and But the win, Glasson, joined the Millionaire Club. He became Whoa. the 100th man in PGA Tour history to reach the career one million mark in earnings. Palmer man. was the first at 68. I wonder where he, he's, this is one of the all-time greats. But as purses have ballooned, more men are becoming millionaires. Quote from Glasson. This, this, is, this is a sign. This is sad. You know, it's sad that Bill Glasson isn't memorialized as one of the all-time greats anymore for anybody that went off the career money list. He is well and clear of the Swedish pancake zone, by the way. Seven wins. Seven wow. wins. Doral Ryder Open is just one of them. You want a BC Open, a couple Kemper Opens. Not a lot of primo events, but seven PGA Tour wins. There's nothing to sneeze at. It's more than Ricky, as we know. Um, so he became the hundredth man is, you know, a quote, it was a childhood goal of mine to make a million dollars before I reached 30. Does that sound, that sounds like just an ad hoc quote you come up with when you make a million dollars before 30. No one's thinking that as a childhood, I need to make a million dollars before I turn. Where was the the report? Where was the reporter asked the follow up? Is that true? What age? Well, I was on the putting green as a six-year-old. This is the putt to make a million dollars before I turned 30. No, that's way too specific. I, I think he came up with that on the fly. He goes, I did it 14 months before reaching 30. So Kalkovecchia, um, he birdied the f- par five first, and Glasson birdied the second. It just became a back and forth. They were both like five shots clear, and then they both started leaking oil coming in. They are both among the longest hitters on tour. And both among the most daring. I got to talk to you about this glass and why he fizzled out. His health history is puts Lloyd Mangrum even to the test. It's crazy. Um, he, he struggled against uh, against the odds, Glasson, in a pessimistic attitude of his friends back home in Fresno. He was a good high school athlete, but he underwent four knee operations before Whoa. he was twenty four. Because of old football and basketball injuries. Everybody at home said I couldn't win out here, and this makes me feel good. He bogeyed 11, 13, and 17 to give him the gluten. This is Gordon White in the New York Times. He bogeyed those three holes to give himself a gloomy attitude standing in the winner's circle when he accepted a check for $234,000. How sad. And that's the end of the New York Times <laughs> game story. Gordon White. How sad. Two words, two words sentence. Could you imagine uh, Doug Ferguson ending a story like that now? <laughs> How sad. Uh, so it was a pillow fight coming in. Here's Jaime Diaz, gamer, on the 1980 Doral Ryder Open. This was all on Mark Kalkovecchia to give you a sense of, sense of Bill Glasson at the time. Mark's the best I've ever seen, Glasson said. He has no weaknesses and absolutely no fear. He's the one guy out here who has really stepped forward. This is from the man who had just won his third tournament in his last, last nine starts. So Glasson won three hot. out of nine. Yeah. <clears throat> Dollars, Kalkovecchia is just raking up the cash. Dollars are only a byproduct of why Kalkovecchia is the tour's man of the moment. He's 28. No one has a, quite the same velvet hammer combination of pedal to the metal swing and pedal soft touch around the green. While most players are warming up this early in the year, Kalkovecchia, this is February, gone out won two tournaments, come close in two more, making almost 430 grand in two months. Just raking it in. 
He has come too far in the last three years to let things get him down now. In 86, he was a pudgy, immature guy who had lost his PGA Tour playing privileges five times and seemed to have a more secure future as a part-time caddy for his friend Ken Green. So this is a year also after Sandy Lyle nips him at, at Augusta at the Masters, Calcavecchia. Even after he won tournaments, Calcavecchia's success was attributed by many people to the mysterious powers of the square grooves on his ping irons. Wow. So they're Those dogging ping him. Twos. Dogging him. This year, Calcavecchia is riding a wave of confidence, destroying the field by seven shots at the Phoenix Open uh, and finishing with rounds of 65 and 64. He beat Lyle in that Sunday shootout at the LA Open. So he'd already won the Phoenix Open and the LA Open before he lost this uh, Doral event. So it's Curtis Strange, who last year had the first million-dollar season on tour. Forget about the square grooves. Mark still would have beat the hell out of everybody. Mark's got the strength, the short game, and I think he's got the brains. He can be dominant. Freddie Couples. Mark plays exciting golf. He'll take out his driver anywhere and just bomb it. He has almost as many shots around the green as Seve. His short game keeps him from losing shots, and he birdies all the par fives. I don't see anything stopping him. Kalkovecki himself. I don't leave much in the bag. There aren't too many humans in the world who can hit it farther than I do when I'm playing well. So at Doral, you know, <clears throat> oh, this is a great quote from Jack. So at Doral, he opened with a 65 playing alongside Jack Nicholas, who, who shot a 78. You know, it's 1989. Jack, for the first time, I felt the way like they used to feel when they played me. Mark hit it so far and so hard, and I felt totally inadequate. No. This is Kalkovacchia, the man of the moment, and Bill Glasson clips him. He missed like three, four three-foot putts, though, to lose it. His putter was, was on, the, on the fritz. Um, so he loses. Coming down, you know, the, it's just an ugly back nine, but, but Glasson wins it, has that terrible quote, you know, I'm, I'm, ha- I'm not, the, my game's tarnished. I played so poorly, and, you know, this kind of sticks with them. A um, little bit more on Bill Glasson. Where'd he go? What happened to him? So he had more than 20 surgeries. He's still battling health issues. He's now teaches in Stillwater. He's got like, a, it looks like a camp or a, or a facility with his son. Uh, he led the PGA Tour in driving distance in 1984. So he's a big hitter, right? Um, but he had just a ridiculous amount of uh, uh, health problems. Over his career, he's had operations on his ta- tailbone, his knees, his elbows, his back, and sinuses. In late November, doctors worked on his neck, and he couldn't pick up a club for three months. Um, he, he had level three neck fusion, level three lumbar fusion, multiple elbow surgeries. Both hips have had total replacements, and he has had his right Jesus. elbow replaced. It's unbelievable. He can't explode. So he led the tour in driving distance, 84, but he had all these just maladies. He can't explode down on the ball because of the operations to fix all the torn ligaments in his elbow. Oh, my God. Uh, and in order for him to play at the professional level, he had to tweak his golf swing with every surgery and uh, like swing around the pain. So John Garrity, this is, we'll close with this, did a profile on him in 98. Um, apparently, he's very sort of intimidating looking. This is, the, this, this is our 1989 Durrell, seven-time winner. Those eyes. Bill Glasson glares at his blackened chicken sandwich, and you expect the thing to sprout legs and run off clucking. 
He stares absently across the mezzanine of Eskimo Joe's popular hangout in Stillwater, and you worry that a fight will break out. He, he gazes at his blonde six-year-old daughter, Dakota, who's drawing clown faces on white paper. She giggles and says, Daddy, you're silly. That look. A writer is having an intense discussion with PGA Tour Commission Tip Fitchum when the commissioner freezes him with his own notable stern gaze. Don't look at me like that, the writer protests. You're as bad as Bill, Gleason, Bill Glasson. Fitchum snorts, nobody is as bad as Bill Glasson. The t-shirt, Glasson's lifting weights at the Wellness Center at Oklahoma State. He's strong, says therapist. And he's about as strong on the 12th rep as he is on the 1st. Your eyes catch the logo on Glasson's t-shirt, Bad Boy Club. He's got a mean stare, wears Bad Boy Club t-shirts. Garrity again, that hair. When he joined the tour in 1984, two years out of Oral Bob, Glasson looked like a Scandinavian hitman. His long blonde hair turned white in certain light, causing the literary-minded to reread Herman Melville on the relationship between white and evil. So he's just a scary, intimidating-looking guy. Um, apparently, he never played practice rounds with anybody else, always by himself. Azinger says, you know, I don't think anybody knows him. Nobody knows who he is. Uh, he plays 75% of his practice rounds by himself. Lauren Roberts kind of knew him. He goes, you just got to get to know him. He's a great guy, nice guy. His op- reputation, though, as an opaque character, this is according to Garrity, was sealed in Miami at the 1989 Durrell Open, tormented by a sinus infection all week. He edged Fred Couples by a stroke, then acted cranky with reporters in the press room. Didn't deserve to win, he said. Played awful. We couldn't tell if he was serious or not, recalls a reporter. He's strange. He blew out his left knee playing basketball in junior high, so that's how he turned into golf. Uh, this is 98 profile. He was coming back from tendon reattachment surgery on his left forearm. Tendon reattachment surgery. He won 97, 97 PGA Tour Comeback Player of the Year. That was before Stricker. Yeah. He might have won it the year before Stricker won it back to back. That he can hit because he, he won it the year he was at Sahali, right? 99. So Sahali Bill, was 98, I think. Right? So he won. So Glasson won was 97. Medina. Yeah. Glasson was the 97. Yeah. And then I think Stricker was after that. So Stricker won 98 and 99. Eh, are we sure it's not like 06, 07, or something like that? Yeah. Wasn't it that? That he can hit greens at all is surprising to those who have read his medical history. He flew directly last year from the season-ending tour championship to Los Angeles, where he went underwent the knife of Frank Job. He's had four knee surgeries, four sinus ops, brother. No, no, he's a legendary orthopedic surgeon. Uh, He's had four knee surgeries, four sinus operations, lip surgery, tendons reattached in both arms. Crippling back pain that co- and that cost him much of the 1991 season. I mentioned all that disc fusion, lumbar surgery. The guys had just every part of his body operated on. To compensate for these afflictions, he's learned to strike a golf ball using techniques no swing guru would endorse. Except he played for, for Mac years. Look, listen to this. He played for years with weight over his right foot at impact. All his weight on his right foot at impact, but somehow kept up with the tour's lawn hitters. Uh, his arm shot, he finished third in driving distance behind Daly and Tiger Woods in 97. <laughs> After all this stuff, 
He was third behind only John Daly and Tiger. He's putting all his weight on his right foot. So this is, uh, he goes, quote, the only piece I get is when I'm playing golf. The Scandinavian hitman, Bill Glasson, your 1989 Doral Ryder Open. This is your Precision Pro Flashback Friday. Scandinavian ba- hitman. The back-to-back back weeks with Lloyd Mangrum's injuries and this guy's surgeries, you know, the hip replacements, the shoulder, like, we, we won't go down that route every time. This is the guy who's overcome, you know, a million different injuries to, to, to win on tour, but... Seven wins. Legit career. Doral Ryder Open. That was fantastic. Uh, I didn't know anything about Bill Glass. Neither did no. I. I saw Wild Bill. Freddie Couples. Freddie Couples by a shot. I, I just wanted to look into it a little bit more. I don't That's have really wonderful. any news. All Do right. you? Nothing. There's a great Bryson quote about drivers. He's, I think we're he's gonna... thin now. He, he lost 20 pounds. We got another. We're starting to understand a little bit more. Especially with, we're doing a lot of shaft stuff and head stuff. We're slowly well, inching towards solving he, he the problem. He also has ownership in the shaft company. <laughs> well, he said he didn't drive it well at the U.S. Open. Oh, really? He was second in strokes gained off the tee. But yeah, this, it's just a ridiculous quote about how they're starting to, they're, they're still trying to figure it out because, you know, nobody knows how the, how the physics work at that speed yet. So he's figuring it out, figuring it out with the shafts. So that's it. That's all I got. Anything else? Sign off. Wish Nothing people else. well. Everyone have a have good a great Friday. Weekend. Enjoy the weekend. We'll be back with you on Monday.